Hey guys, Jacob here and welcome to the second podcast, uh, Automated Seller Podcast. Um, today, um, again, Phil is with me. Hi, Jacob. Uh, yeah, Phil, it's good to have you uh, have you here and uh, I think we can continue with our uh, series. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely have a lot of episodes together as uh, we are working on our partnership, uh, also on uh, one product that we will talk about a little bit, I think, even today. Um, but yeah, um, today we want to talk about challenges uh, of vendors, um, software, automation, um, and all of the related topics to, to this. So I would say that uh, the, the general challenge that vendors are uh, facing, and not only vendors, but of course, uh, sellers as well, uh, is that they have a lot of manual processes uh, where they have to just go on the Amazon and interact with it uh, by just clicking the mouse, fill it, filling the form, and and so on and so on. So, uh, Phil, what you what, what can you say about that? Yeah, like first of all, I, I wonder um, how I end up in automated seller podcast talking about vendors, but I'm uh, I'm just kidding. I'm making fun of you because automation is like the the issue that we all are facing and this is what you said correctly like uh what sellers are facing as challenges where they have to type manually also vendors face it's just different uh, uh uis you know like the it's a bit different where you have to put the stuff in manually but in general you could say that um there are two parts of automation uh, on Amazon. And I, I think this also applies for sellers. There's the kind of automation that is supported and wanted by Amazon. Those are usually the processes where Amazon is benefiting of automation. And then there is the second part where Amazon does not allow or support uh, automation. And this is usually in areas of processes where Amazon is not benefiting. And um, I want to uh, go through both of these uh, points today real quick to give you and your listeners an idea mm -hmm. of what vendors are facing and um, at which point there are overlays maybe. Mm -hmm. No, th this this will be great. So you said that Amazon is offering some kind of uh, automation for, for vendors. I, I'm, I'm really curious, what does it mean? Yeah, that means that uh, Amazon provides um, interfaces where you can interact with their ordering system or their, their vendor management system in general. And mm -hmm. um, this is part of the order to cash process. Like the whole process from ordering products with you and your um, vendor company until the billing process. And uh, there are different steps in there. That's uh, first one is of course ordering. Um, then it's about um, confirmation of shipments. So there are some kind of advanced shipping notifications which can be automatically automatically sent to Amazon. And uh, then there's also updates regarding billing. You can send your invoices to Amazon uh, in a digital way. By the way, <clears throat> this interface and, and transaction protocol is the EDI protocol. Um, this is electronic data interface, I think. I, I rarely uh, spell it in, in the whole name, but this is a, basically a protocol which enables companies to um, communicate uh, in a digital way when it comes to order to cash process. 
So yes, re regar regarding the EDI, I just want to say that uh, we also know about it. it. It exists, and I think it's one of the oldest protocols which exists um, on Amazon. It's, it's, it's very old. Uh, I know that the software around EDI automations as well is super old. Usually, it doesn't even run on a MacBook. It's this um, <laughs> old Windows software when you run your Windows machine and you have to install the app with the key uh, and you just, um, yeah, go for it. I, I've checked with some clients in the past. Uh, they asked me about some EDI automations and, and I know that it's been it's been a trouble. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to talk about it in, in short. Yeah, I, I think that some some sellers also might face the EDI, EDI protocol at some uh, at some point in their procurement process. Like if they work with vendors themselves, some of them might still use this protocol, and therefore um, some of them might face this. And there's also a very clear sign uh, from Amazon's side that they are trying to get rid of it as at at some point because. Uh, until last year, you were able to get uh, the sales figures from Amazon through the EDI protocol, and um, they stopped doing this. This has been migrated to the API um, in the middle of last year. And uh, one more message that you could get, you, you call it message types, is like when you get returns and um, inventories you can provide to Amazon. This, this one, um, I have to say, is a smart one, providing inventories. Um, so Amazon knows when they can order or not, because this is still one of the issues that some uh, vendors face is uh, the inventory management and then giving feedback to Amazon if the product mm -hmm. is in stock or not. So mm -hmm. this is mostly the part where Amazon allows and wants automation. Yes. And that's, this, changes, mm -hmm. this changes a lot when, uh, when you then move on to the parts where Amazon is not benefiting uh, anymore. And this starts, or well, it, it would be benefiting. And this starts with um, the product management. Like every mm -hmm. seller knows it's a pain in the butt to, to list products. Like you have this huge Excel file and then you put in uh, all of your, your products and upload it and this is still something that is hardly automated but we have to say there's a, a recent development of amazon opening opening up the api in order to do this and for sellers this is a reality for uh, a longer time and um, some vendors also can do this but to be honest i haven't figured out which vendors are allowed to and which not um uh, jacob we've been uh, running tests on this um in order to um, update product listings. Uh, but in general, you have to say for vendors, it's not that easy to mm -hmm. manage their content on Amazon um, like sellers can do. Um, this I has to do with the writing rules. Mm -hmm. I can I can say, yeah. I mean, even for sellers, um, when we were um, playing around with the API initially, uh, when it comes to like updating the inventory, I mean, I'm not even talking about uh, putting the fresh inventory just from from scratch. I know th this was even a big pain. There's a, like a specific format that you really need to follow. Uh, but I remember even when I wanted to create like a simple function to reprice the item, it was I don't know around one and a half years ago. It was really a pain. Like documentation didn't tell you at all how to do it straight away. Uh, I really had to like dig in. Um, I think that I couldn't even find an answer on uh, on like um, there's like this program 
forum from programmers called Stack Overflow, when usually when you just Google your problem, you get the answer right away. And I couldn't uh, get the answer at all. So yeah, I know that it's it's tough, uh, but hopefully, um, yeah, Amazon will will fix that. So uh, just just a question here regarding this um, vendors because this uh, I'm not actually quite sure. Maybe you know more. So I know that yeah, through the ADI, as you mentioned, you are able to do all kind of things when you add the vendors. So like add the products, update them, um, and so on. But is it the case that right now Amazon is kind of um, putting away EDI because uh, it's investing more into the API, like it's migrating there, so you can do much more stuff through the API? Yeah, I I wish it was like that. But actually, um, this is nothing we could see as a development. The only thing that they have... um, that they have stopped providing is the sales figures through the through EDI. I think they still prefer working with EDI when it comes to orders and order response and um, advanced shipping notifications and invoices because this is industry standard. And it took many companies um, many, many years um, to take, take on that standard and make use of it. So I, I don't think they will move too fast mm-hmm. into the API region. But uh, it, I think what they might do is start increasing the availability of uh, API interfaces to vendors. At least I'm hoping because this would mm-hmm. help us uh, automate more stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but right now it's it's still a struggle. And like even mm-hmm. even the content thing, it's not working properly for all of the vendors, and it's still a highly manual process. And as I said before, this takes a lot of effort and and man hours uh, to update content. Exactly. So I, I wanted to, I mean, you just started talking about it, but I want to, to ask, so expect the content. Uh, what are the other like really pain points that vendor have to face? Um, so deal with the manual processes. So the yeah, first the, one is content, right? Yeah, uh, what exactly is there? Content, yeah. And um, like content has, has different parts, like uh, think of videos, uh, think of images and um uh, those also they have to be added manually. Um, also, prices um, they need to be updated manually. Although there's an option to do this uh, through EDI, but um, let's have a look at all of uh, the things promotions. Like all of the promotions that you are that you want to run, like couponing and deals, you have to do this manually. Like there is no option uh, to do this uh, in an automated way. There has to be someone doing this by hand. This mm-hmm. is one part. And then uh, let's talk about uh, advertising. Like ad- yeah, just, just advertising. one second, yeah. when, when we are in the content, because just, just to show uh, some some numbers for, for the average viewer that that is watching us, it's most likely not vendor. I really hope there are more vendors watching us, but uh, probably it's a seller. Like there are definitely just much more sellers out there. Um, I just wonder because, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds really tough when you have to do something, but... As a seller, for example, usually you have to deal with a couple of products, right? I mean, definitely there are seven-figure sellers uh, selling uh, thousands of different items. And therefore, obviously, this would be a very painful thing to do it manually. But I just wanted to ask you about the vendors. If you have vendor, um, what's the average amount of products that that you have to manage, that you have to put there 
So this process actually is, is, is really a pain. Oh, well, this uh, um, really depends uh, on the type of product and the category. And we are managing vendor accounts ranging from 50 items uh, up to 10,000 SKUs. Mm -hmm. Like uh, yeah. we, we are managing accounts that have more than 10,000 ASINs in, in their catalog. And uh, now imagine you have to yeah. manage this manually. Like, oof. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pain, definitely. It, it, it's <laughs> tough. And uh, I mean, that's why we're talking. Like... These, these are the types of vendors where we are work together we are working together where uh, we are working on automation solutions because you simply can't do this um, yeah. and if you are starting to automate certain processes that others did not automate you are gaining an edge and at the end of the day that's what it's all about gaining an edge oh, yes. uh, over your competition definitely definitely so you started talking about advertising so what would be the challenge that that vendors face there? Well, advertising, I don't want to go too deep, but uh, because there are specialists on the advertising topic and there are tools that um, automate a lot. Uh, it's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a whole industry, right? But just yeah. uh, one example. Amazon uh, does not provide you the, the data on a daily basis for um, more than 65 days. Like if you want to know what your campaign uh, had as results from one year ago, you just don't have the data, right? Like, this is crazy. So you have to download this manually or put it together manually. And I mean, come on, like, who's who's supposed to do it and, and manage that? So this this is a tough one also. And, so so and there is, is no way to, to, sorry, so there is no way that you just go simply to Amazon, to your vendor, uh, what's the name of the your command center for vendors? It's a... Vendor Central. Vendor Central, exactly. You go there and... You just can't simply check the report from last, well, I don't know, 365 days, right? One no, year to check the performance of your ads. This no, is crazy. But that this is limited to advertising. And this is also an issue that sellers face. Because when it comes to advertising, vendors and sellers use the same UI. Like it's the advertising console. They both use the same. And they are both facing this issue that um, you cannot access this data on a day level anymore you can see the overall performance of the whole account or a portfolio but you cannot dig in you cannot deep dive and what was my spend on a certain ASIN one year ago like what was the performance of that um, you need a tool to do so like um, you you have to have something that gets the data from Amazon uh, ideally not aut automated and and then store mm -hmm. it somewhere and basically, yes. this, this leads, us, leads me to the next one, and this is uh, all of the sales data. Um, this is available for a couple of years. Um, this is different to the advertising data, but uh, like they don't even show a diagram. Like There is no visualization of uh, or whatsoever of your sales data, of your sales performance of uh, certain items. Like, uh, I think this is a real pain because uh, Amazon is focused on data providing and, and, and not at all trying to provide insights for vendors. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this, this needs to change and, or at least we thought it, this needs to change. And this is also one of the reasons why we are working together because this is where, where our BI tool comes into play. 
Um, this oh, yes, is what, yes. what, what we've built with you and your team um, is the, the BI tool that helps us integrate uh, advertising data as well as sales data from vendor central and seller central. So it's both possible. And then we can store it in one database and uh, visualize all of this. And we can drill down on ASIN level. And this is something that you really need. Like, I mean, um, and you can't well, do it with Amazon at all, right? You can't. No, you can't. You just can't. And if, mm -hmm. if you really want to understand the performance of your products, at least this is my belief, you need to really dig into. Retail is detail is what my old boss always said. Um, he was thinking of offline retail, but I'm, I'm the kind of guy I would also apply it to online retail. Like you have to know the performance of your products. And if yes. you don't have the data and you can't easily work with it, how the hell do you want to know what I mean, especially nowadays. I mean, they say data is a new oil and you have to make decisions uh, to your business based on the data. So without it, you're like blind. You, you can't do anything, especially if, if Amazon is providing you with the data only for like two, two months. It's nothing. You really need to have the overview of last years uh, of the products that you sell. So that's, that's really a huge pain point i would say and it's it's extremely weird also from from amazon's point of view like why why wouldn't they provide uh vendors and sellers with such such information yeah it would help them sell more definitely that's why i, I also mm -hmm. don't understand it but hey that's why we worked on this solution oh yes uh, and it helps us grow our business like very easily. i'm, I'm really happy a lot of time yeah, that that's great. I mean, we'll definitely show uh, like a, the tool uh, to the yeah. audience uh, as soon as we as we just launch it um, to the public. Uh, but just wanted to ask you about the, the just, uh, about the tool and analytic itself because even the Amazon gives you some basic information. Also, let's jump a little bit to to the solutions out there, which are just out there. I know that uh, there are just additional tools which provides you with some basic dashboards but still i feel like every different every business is a little bit different and uh, you need to know what to display on on those dashboards right it's it's also a thing that having a data is one thing but then doing um, specific operations with the data is another thing so i'm i'm really happy that uh, right now since you have the tool you can show vendors data that really matters in a specific format. Yeah, exactly. That that was the idea. Since we are managing a lot of accounts, we, we cannot spend too much time on every single account in order to quickly understand what was going on in the business. Uh, that's why we have distilled this, this dashboard, which gives you like a quick insight like this, uh, and you understand what, what your business is driving and uh, where it's going. So this is definitely a, a benefit to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, and, I, 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 sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. As you, as you said, uh, we will show it. Uh, I don't think it will take us too long to be able to to talk uh, about it and show it to to the audience. Mm -hmm. No, that's 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 for sure. I remember I built uh, on one on of the webinars. Uh, I remember it was with some Amazon agency, and I was showing them. Um, the possibilities that you can do with the API that you, you could never do um, with just Amazon dashboard. Uh, this is also like, it will be possible with our tool. I created a simple function that was showing um, comparison of ASINs across different marketplaces, right? So mm -hmm. usually 
when you have account, you have to switch in between different marketplaces to see the data. And here it's simply aggregated and visualized on the one dashboard. So I feel like this will be also a game changer. Yeah, definitely. Like, as I said before, you can aggregate on a level that you are not used to, that you don't, uh, you never had before. Mm -hmm. But um, before we, we dive too much or too deep into the tool, we, I think we'll have a, a separate uh, episode on this. Um, definitely. I wanted to, to maybe move on to the parts where Amazon does not allow automation. And oh yes, this will really be definitely don't interested want automation. One. Like, and this this is basically um, something that has to do with payments. So, what you need to know about uh, working with Amazon as a vendor is that they don't just pay you your invoices like um, you would be used to if you send someone an invoice. They would pay it. What they do is they'll get your invoice and then they start deducting from those invoices what they think you owe them or what they think uh, what was missing in products or where prices were not right they just deduct it and then mm -hmm. you have to check this yourself and then you have to prove them that they were wrong so mm -hmm. you might end up like having an example because this might be hard to grasp so there are different types of deductions from your payment Like usually you would differentiate between the main things. Um, they have like these bonuses on your uh, on your sales. Usually uh, when you have negotiations with Amazon, there you end up having like 5% marketing bonus and you have 5% return allowance and damage allowance and stuff like that and quick payment discount, you know. Uh, what you probably know from working with other vendors. So you don't pay them they just deducted from your payments on a monthly basis. Then all of the returns they sent you, they also deducted from your payments. And also when they think you have a different price on a certain item, they will deduct it. And um, two more things are the most common issues that vendors run into. Like Amazon says they did not receive the amount of product that you sent. Like this is what they call shortage claims. Like this is a big issue. Like every oh, yeah. vendor has it. And what they do is like, yeah, we have received 32 of your items, but you as a vendor, you know, we shipped 36 and they would deduct those four from the payment. And then you have to prove them that it's the other way around. So you really have to record kind of everything you do yes. uh, before you even send it to them, right? So you just prove them that, hey, there is actually a whole box of the items. Yeah, and this is hard. Like this is really, really hard. Um, then they want a proof of delivery from the fulfillment center and stuff like that. And yeah. now I, ju I just wonder what, what could be the reason? Uh, is it because some of the employees of, of Amazon just, just did a bad job or what do you think? I usually, it's a mix of, of different reasons. And, uh, the more of those reasons you will have or issues you have in your supply chain, the more of these shortage claims you will run into. But, uh, usually it's issues with labeling, like the labels of your products, the yep. labeling of your, uh, pallets. Uh, this might be an issue or sometimes it's simply just a process of the receive. Uh, receiving process in the fulfillment center. Now imagine there are truckloads uh, of products uh, coming into the warehouse and they are just um, putting it in into the floor and then there's a shift change. And uh, this shift change happens where one of the workers has started 
like receiving and booking your shipment into the system and he stops in the middle of it and then the next sh shift begins then he will um, probably receive this on a different PO, on a different item and a different order. And then you have an issue. And this is something that happens a lot because the, the, the size of those fulfillment centers, they are working so many people in there. So this is a reality that you run into a lot. And, mm -hmm. and how, how do you fight with it? Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah, well, this is the interesting part. Um, Now you have to um, go to Vendor Central and then you have to go to the payment and then you have to look into the payment process of uh, a, a certain um, amount and then you have to look into every single line item what they have deducted from your invoice. And then you have to go on every single uh, um, item line and then you have to dispute it. On a singular mm -hmm. level, like every single deduction, you have to um, dispute it. And this is where you, where you are really investing a lot of uh, manual effort. So and how much time, if, if you could just tell the audience, how much time on average you could spend I, on those usually, things for your clients? Usually, if you have all of the documentation already, which you usually don't have, if you have the documentation, <laughs> it's two to three minutes per dispute. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that does not include asking your logistics provider for the proof of delivery and all of that stuff. So this, mm -hmm. this and how is many disputes is it? Like you said, two to three minutes per one, but how many talk are we talking about? This depends on the volume that you ship to Amazon, but, um, we, we have been working on this, uh, one example where we are, we're facing thousands of disputes. Like that's crazy. Um, When, when we were working on this project uh, where we had to dispute thousands of uh, items for, for a client of, of us, um, which we had to automate. Like this was not oh, yeah. possible to handle manually. Like imagine um, more than 6,000 uh, <laughs> disputes uh, times two to three minutes. Like first of all, that poor person that has to do it. And then <laughs> a second of all, imagine the time that it takes. So yes, and and for this, the, the the saddest part is that you just can't really do it. Um, for, I mean, you, you know, you just can't do it through API. Amazon doesn't give you the interface to to deal with it, right? Okay. So you kind of have to do it manually, or you just started saying about it. You can create some automation. It's not a regular automation. It's a little bit different. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I just I'm just curious uh, if you could tell about more. Yeah, sure. Like as I said before, there are parts uh, where Amazon wants uh, automation. There are parts where they don't want automation because they would not benefit from it. So they have some kind of interest to make it harder for you to dispute items. Um, therefore, there is no API interface to dispute any of these uh, payment deductions. So what you have to come up with as a vendor, and this is what I highly recommend vendors that uh, have regularly issues with this, is to automate these kind of disputes because they can be automated and they should be automated because uh, you end up investing so much time in that. Uh, and the reality is that it's on a such detailed level that most of the vendors, they just give up. Yeah, they say like, I, I can't handle it manually. So um, they are giving away thousands and thousands of dollars. It's it, like we were working with vendors 
they were giving away six figures of chargebacks and shortage claims and price claims because they could not handle the volume of these disputes. So they were just like, okay, man, I, I give up. I give up. And that's why Amazon in many cases has such a bad reputation because, I mean, if, if you look at it and if you see the interface, you can tell they don't want you to. <laughs> like, really, they don't want you to dispute it. So it, it seems like it's a system like where, where they make money of it. So mm -hmm. this, is, this is one of the, the crucial parts where you should start to automate and where, where you and your company provide like, great solutions to solve this. Oh, yes. And, and just to hear, um, like, explain how such automation could work is because um, if it's not in the API and already people don't have idea what's API, then how would they ever know that you can do much more than just API gives you? So just to understand here, like I have since I started programming, um, I actually started creating some bots, automation scripts and so on. That was kind of my niche. This is where I started. And I had like a one rule of thumb if you can see something on a website and you can click through it you can just automate it like it's it's doable especially especially with the current ai i don't want to even think about what are the possibilities with the current chat gpt and, and other ai tools i, I don't want to even go to this now i'll just focus and um, talk about the processes which are uh, repetitive right so as in this case, when you have to dispute mm, the item, you have to go and fill this mm, form, which is like just a few steps, right? You just have to click through it, give the reason, um, select uh, a data and, and submit it. And when we have such a case, uh, what you can do is, I mean, in, in this case, our company, what what did is we created the uh, Selenium bot. Um, Selenium is a, basically the emulator of the website. So it's the special, um, I would say, software, which just opens the automated, um, like a browser controlled by the script that you write. And then you just go simply step by step uh, and through the code, um, paste the data to the form and just click yes, right? So definitely it's not the easiest task to do, uh, I know that there are some tools that you can kind of automate it, but it still requires you to know how to code. So I feel like um, those automations, which are not that obvious, which are definitely not available through the API, uh, those are the actual game changers for, for Amazon. Also, you have to be smart enough to find out that, hey, this actually could be automated. And just to let you know, again, because of the ChatGPT era, I feel like more and more things could be automated this way. Yeah, I think so too. I think you said two very important things. First of all, as long as you can click it, you can automate it. Like this, this is a fact, like keep that in mind. Like this is a message to all of the vendors and even sellers out there. If you click it, you can automate it. And what you really have to know about the issues that vendors are facing regarding the deduction of payments from payments is that then in order to book it for their bookkeeping, they have to manually download the debit note in order to have their bookkeeping be um, compliant with the law. <laughs> so some of the vendors end up downloading hundreds and hundreds of PDF files uh, in order to store them and then provide it uh, to their bookkeeping. And then the bookkeeping, they have to open them manually and check oh. what the payment was. I mean, like 
please, if you work this on, is on crazy. something like this, talk to us, talk about the use cases we have, talk to Jacob about what can be automated because he's definitely right about you can automate it and you should because they are these are game changers and you make a lot of friends in your company if you start automating this trust <laughs> like trust me <laughs> definitely definitely no that that's really great i'm pretty sure we'll talk about more use cases uh similar similar to this and in the next episodes um for this one phil uh do you have any final words to the audience Oh, now you put me on the spot. Like, uh, I think I, I think I was closing up a really good on my last comment. But again, like, uh, please keep in mind, um, you can automate all of this this stuff, and especially there are parts where Amazon does not want you to automate, uh, and therefore you have to work with tools and uh, people like uh, Jacob and his team in order to get a grasp grasp on the business. Don't waste the money that amazon owes you they owe you usually they owe you a lot and you can get it back and you can prove it so therefore uh do yourself a favor and automate this stuff 100 percent. thanks a lot phil and yeah guys if you ever uh are curious are about becoming the vendor then uh reach out to phil uh all of his um social media links and also his uh, company link will be in the description and yeah i would say thanks a lot for watching and we see you in the next one take care bye bye